Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Today we are continuing our series as we build up to Christmas, looking at the hope of Christmas and the hope of Jesus together as we look at the book of Romans together in the run-up to Christmas. And so um, today we are going to be looking at Romans chapter 15. And if you've got your Bibles, you'd be more than uh, welcome to turn to them and look at them. The words will also pop up on the screen as we uh, look at God's word together this morning as well. But I'm going to start at verse 7 of Romans chapter 15 as we look at God's word together now. So the Apostle Paul writes this, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews, on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs may be confirmed. And moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing at the praises of your name. Again, it says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we take a few moments to look at this passage together now, um, there are sermon notes available for those of you in person. They should be on your chairs for you. Um, For those who are online, you can can, um, access the sermon notes through the resources section of the Church Hub as well. But before we go any further, let's spend some time praying together that God would speak through his word. Father God, we thank you that you are the God who is living and moving in the midst of our world and our lives, that in all circumstances you can speak to us. And so Lord, in the midst of unforeseen circumstances where I'm joining in virtually this morning, Lord, we continue to pray that your word would continue to shine and speak forward. Would you give us ears and hearts and minds to hear what you are saying, that we might know your great love and the hope that there is to be found in you this Christmas time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I am a terrible artist. If any of you have seen any of my artwork, you will be able to collaborate collaborate that claim. There are three of us who are able to draw in our family of four, and I am not one of them. Uh, So uh, my art is worse than a five-year-old's. On the rare occasions that I do try and draw something, I often take what can only be deemed as a minimalist approach to my artwork. 
My drawings maybe don't include all the details that they might ideally benefit from. On the off chance that they do resemble what I'm trying to draw, they are often two-dimensional and not very detailed um, depictions of uh, what I am trying to put down on paper. I am no art critic, but one of the things that I know from my experience is that some of the better pieces of art are anything but minimalist. One of the programmes that Rachel and I enjoy watching from time to time is called The Repair Shop. And if you're not familiar with The Repair Shop, this is where people bring their damaged and their precious belongings for experts to be able to lovingly restore them and bring them back to life. Occasionally on this show, someone brings in a painting that has been damaged and it always fascinates me how they are able to repair the painting. If you were to ask me to try and uh, repair that painting, I'd probably grab the closest coloured felt tip that I could find and try and fill in the colour with a felt tip that way. However, the experts take a different approach to me, maybe unsurprisingly. Instead of grabbing a felt tip, they realise that the colour that the painting is made up is not just one block of colour, but it is a range of different colours and textures all built up together. And as a result, they take a huge amount of time filling in the paintwork so that it blends in with the original piece of art. I once had a conversation with a friend who, uh, and we were discussing about different ways of being able to see things. And as we talked, he used an analogy that has always stuck with me. He said if you stand up close to a piece of art or a good painting, it usually looks a complete mess because you see the details of all the different layers and textures of the painting. But it is only as you step back and lose sight of some of those messy details that you can see and embrace the full beauty of the picture that you were intended to see as the artist painted it. As we build up to Christmas, we are continuing to look at the hope of Jesus together. Jesus was uh, the bringer and the fulfilment of hope into our world. But sometimes we need to take a moment to step back in order to fully appreciate the beauty of the hope that we see in him. In this passage, Paul is encouraging the church to step back from the painting. In what is a very complex and meaty letter to the church in Rome, Paul's message to the church is ultimately quite simple. Jesus is our focus. Don't get too distracted and miss out on seeing the full picture, the full beauty of the story and the wonder of God's great tapestry by getting too sucked in and drawn into the details. Step back and embrace the whole picture. So today we're gonna take a few moments to do that, to step back together that we might see and encounter the hope of Jesus that Paul is seeking to share with the church. 
And the first thing that we see in this passage as we step back with Paul is that hope is for everyone. The hope of Jesus is for everyone. Paul is, start, uh, in, is starting to bring his letter to a close in this passage that we've read together this morning. And as he does so, he starts to close off the letter by going back to the start of his letter and the theme that he said right at the beginning in Romans 1, where he wrote this, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Through him, we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. Paul was a man on a mission. Jesus had come as the one that the Jews had always been waiting for. Jesus was the Messiah. But Paul's message was that this Messiah was not just for the Jews alone. Paul was on a mission to help the church, to help the followers of Jesus to step back and see the wonder of the hope of Jesus, that his hope was for everyone, not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles as well. As he says in verses 8 and 9 of chapter 15 that we read together earlier, For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs may be confirmed, and moreover that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. In other words, Jesus' birth was not just significant for the religious people and for those who were hoping that he would come. But his birth, Jesus coming into the world, was a symbol of hope for all people, for all generations, regardless of their background, regardless of their hopes, regardless of their expectations. Whether they had always been expecting the Messiah or whether it had never crossed their minds, the hope of Jesus was a message for them all. The church in Rome were focusing on divisions based upon backgrounds. And in doing so, they were in danger of missing the bigger picture of hope that Jesus had come into the world to reveal. And so they needed to step back and once again catch the wonder of Jesus who came to give hope to everyone. This is a message of hope and it is a message of good news. And it's a message of good news for us today, just as it was for the church in Rome as Paul wrote this passage. Here in Cambridge, there are lots of lovely and swanky restaurants. And I'm sure many of us uh, would ever be or might not uh, be able to be regulars at maybe the Michelin star restaurants here in the city. Um, and if we do get the opportunity to go to them, I'm sure it'd be the sort of thing that is a very special, rare treat where we go for a real special occasion um, to be able to go and eat in one of these fine dining restaurants that we have in our local community. 
But just imagine for a moment if one of these fancy restaurants with a Michelin star made the decision not just to invite all the people who'd been hoping to eat there, or not made the decision not just to invite those who could afford to eat there. But instead, imagine if they opened up their doors to everyone and that everyone might be able to come in and eat for free and be able to enjoy the Michelin star food regardless of whether they were able to get access to it before or not. If this were to happen, I know it's the sort of thing that I'd love to hear about and share with my friends and say, why don't you come along and join me? We're going to go to a Michelin star restaurant and eat dinner together and you can come too. I'd be celebrating the generosity and praising the restaurants for the extravagance of their offer that they welcomed all people to enjoy the hope of such wonderful, good, tasty food. But the hope of Jesus is even more wonderful than being invited to a Michelin star restaurant and getting given a good feed when you might have not been expecting it. Paul wants us all to know that we have all been accepted. We have all been invited by Jesus, the Son of God. Regardless of whether we are part of the right religious group or not, regardless of our background or how we view ourselves, the message of Jesus is that he accepts us. He invites us to come and experience the hope that is found in him wherever we are. Jesus came to be a servant of the Jews. That was what the Messiah's role was always expected to be. He came to lead them to establish the kingdom of God and to reunite them with him, fulfilling the promises that had been made throughout the generations to God's people. But not only did Jesus come to serve the Jews, but he also came to serve the Gentiles, that as he lay down his life for them, they too might know the love and the mercy of God. As we prepare to celebrate Christmas together, may we once take an opportunity in this period of waiting and building up to step back. Yes, let's remember and celebrate the message of hope that Jesus has revealed to us. But let's also remember that this is not a message of hope for us alone. Jesus came to reveal his mercy and to serve all people. There are no divisions in his eyes. If you are joining us today and if you're unsure, if you can fit into this Jesus thing, if you're unsure whether Christmas can ever be more than just a time where we decorate our houses and exchange gifts and gather with our friends and our family for you, then please can I encourage you to think again because Christmas is so much more than all of that. Jesus came that you might know that you are accepted by him. 
You are loved. You are important. You are significant and valuable to Jesus. He wants to serve you. He has revealed his mercy upon you and he wants you to be able to see him for who he is, that you might glorify him too. This Christmas, may we step back and remember that this is a season of hope for all people, a season of hope not just for me and not just for you, a season of hope not for the few, but for each and every person in this world to know and to share. In Jesus, we can all find hope. And as we encounter the hope of Jesus this Christmas, that hope transforms the way that we live out our lives. We have hope that science might be able to help us overcome this pandemic. So the scientists and the governments and the vaccinators have been stepping up and putting into action a plan that might, that the hope that dwells within them that the pandemic might be overcome might come into reality. That's why I'm joining you online this morning, that I'm playing my part in that plan and trying to stop the spread of this virus and as we encounter the hope of Jesus this too transforms the way that we live our lives. Paul finishes the main bulk of this letter to the church in Rome by writing this wonderful benediction that he shared, said that we read at the end of our passage today. Let me just read it to you again now. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we encounter Jesus, we encounter the God of hope and his encounter drives us forward that we might live, that his hope might be lived out as we live our lives for him. As Paul draws his letter to a close, he shows us how the hope of Jesus transforms our lives. Firstly, hope fills us with joy. Christmas is celebrated by many as a joyful time of year, a time of fun, friends, family, gifts, and so much more. Yet also, At Christmas, many people find that Christmas is a time of struggle. They find it difficult to feel and engage in the joy of the Christmas season for a whole range of different reasons. As we embrace the story of hope that we find in Jesus, it fuels joy within us. Christmas is not just a time of joy because of all the festivities of the season. We can, we can find and be filled with joy today because of the hope that we have in Jesus. As we prepare to celebrate Christmas together, and we have the privilege 
of revealing the joy of Jesus to those around us. So may we know the hope of Jesus and be filled with joy as his church, as his people. Next weekend, we are having a church party together. As we gather to celebrate and be a church family together, may that time be a time that is full of joy, that as we put on our Christmas part jumpers and gather together, there's not just fun and festivity, but there is joy because of the hope that we have in Jesus together. As we go throughout this Christmas season, how might we as God's people demonstrate the joy and hope that we have found in Jesus? This Christmas, may we again be filled with joy as we celebrate that Jesus accepted us and came into the world for us. As we're filled with joy, we can also be filled with peace. Peace comes as we place our trust in Jesus. This Christmas, no matter what is going on in your life, can, you can be filled with peace in the midst of it all. As the peace of Jesus comes in and is welcomed into our world. Where there is darkness in your life, you may, uh, may you know the light of Jesus that gives you peace. Where you are anxious, may you know that you are not alone and know the peace of Jesus in all that you face. Where you are fearful, may you know the peace of Jesus that cannot be overcome as you are doing your best to stand firmly for Jesus in what feels like a hectic and often overwhelming battle, may you know his peace and that you do not stand alone. This Christmas, may the peace of Jesus once again fill our hearts. May we stand firmly in his peace, placing our trust in him and knowing that as we do so, nothing will ever be able to overcome us. As we are filled with the hope of Jesus, his hope, his joy, his peace overflows from within us. I love the abundance of this image in Jesus. Not only do we just have a little bit of hope, but we have hope that overflows. This is hope that fills every cavity, hope that overwhelms our lives, hope that consumes us, hope that flows from us, that it might be a blessing to all around us. This Christmas, we prepare to welcome a baby into a stable. But may the humility of that setting never blind us to the extravagance of our God. We see the extravagance of God in that he would send his son into the world for us, even into a stable. 
we see the extravagance of Jesus in revealing the love of God that he would go to the cross bearing the sin and the shame of each one of us. We see the extravagance of his grace and his mercy that despite how little we deserve it, his love for us knows no bounds. We see the extravagance of his provision giving and blessing us beyond our wildest dreams according to his will and love for us. Our God is extravagant and his hope overflows within us. This Christmas, how might the hope of Jesus fill us all to overflowing again? May we be consumed by the hope of our God, that his hope overflows from within us. This is all done by the God who is defined by hope and the power of his spirit living within us. God is revealing his hope amongst us and as he does so, he is making all things new. The broken world in which we live is being restored. New life is being brought into reality. A new life defined by love, joy, peace and hope is at hand. So as we wait and prepare for Jesus' coming, May we once again invite the power of his Holy Spirit into our lives. That he will come and reveal the God of hope within our lives. To see the full picture and the beauty of the picture, sometimes we need to take a step back. So as we prepare to celebrate Christmas together this year, May we once again step back from all the festivities and all the excitement and all the plans and once again see the hope that we can all find in Jesus. That Jesus accepts us and serves us regardless of our background. And as we encounter the hope we can all find in Jesus, uh, may that hope fill our lives again. May we be filled with joy and peace and faith that the hope of Jesus might overflow within us and be known to each and every person in our world. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the wonder of his love, for the hope that we have in him. And Lord, we praise you that Jesus did not just come into our world for a few people. He didn't just come for us, but he came for us all. And Lord, we once again celebrate that, praise that, 
and welcome and and thank Jesus that he was willing to accept us just as we are. Lord, this Christmas, may we once again step back and see the wonder of the hope that we have in you. And Lord, as we see the wonder of that hope, we pray again that that hope would fill our lives. May you fill our lives with your joy. Give us peace again, we pray. Fill us to overflowing that more and more people might see the wonder of the hope that we all can find in you. Jesus, we come again and we invite your Holy Spirit this Advent season to come and fill our lives afresh. Come and reveal your hope in us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.